Hello everyone, welcome back to the channel. I hope you're doing well. Today I thought I'd share with you what I think are my top five auction mistakes to avoid. These will all be mistakes that I've made myself, probably. I can give you a little story about each and every one of them, no doubt. And some of them probably do kind of overlap each other a little bit. But I just thought if you're new to going to auctions, buying cars, whether it's for yourself or as a trader, it doesn't really matter. There is uh, always potential to come a cropper. It's risky enough when it comes to buying auctions. So I thought if I can give you some of my top tips to try and avoid, then it may well help you in your journey with car auction buying. So mistake number one would be not doing your research. You need to be checking out all the cars that are for sale. Most of these auctions will give you an online facility to look at all the pictures, look around them. You will be amazed the amount of times you can look at cars online and see damage that's highlighted on the damage reports that you wouldn't see in an auction hall. They're not the brightest of places in the world. They park the cars this close to each other. You can't really look down at every angle of the car until it's going through the auction hall at which point you might be caught up in the idea of bidding. So you need to be doing your research. You need to be making yourself a little list of all the cars that you are interested in buying. And then as well as making a list of the cars that you know that you're not interested in buying, there could be hundreds of cars going through that auction. You may look at a car and realize that it says on the report that it looks like the head gasket's gone or it's misfiring. All these things that you're gonna think, I just don't need that hassle and you're gonna mark them off your list. If a car comes through the hall and it's not on your list, you probably need to be just stick into the cars that you are interested in. You've narrowed it down, you've got your shortlist. You can head out into those halls, check those cars out, kind of give yourself another check, visually look around them, see what you think. If you can, stand by the car when it comes to them being fired up, hear how they sound, whether it's a chain good. rattle, whether it's misfiring, whether they really had to try hard to get it to start, giving it lots of throttle, anything that might give you an idea that there's something up with that car that you don't want to deal with. It might billow out clouds of smoke that clear by the time it gets to the auction hall. So if you can, get there and listen to that car starting up. I'd consider all of this part of your research, but it all starts at home with your list. Whether it's that list or whether it's getting your sales catalogue from the sales office and marking down. In fact, I'll tell you what I do. My personal MO is to go through all the cars for the sale that I'm going to go to and I will mark them in your favourites or your list, your watch list, whatever that auction house calls it. And then when I get there in the morning, I want to get a physical sales catalogue as well. I'm sad enough that I'll actually take a highlighter with me and I'll take a pen and I'll have both of those in my pocket. I will go through and I will highlight the cars that I'm interested in. I like doing it this way just because then when I do go into the halls and I look around the cars, I can mark on there, like circle around, no MOT put a line through it if it's gonna if I've decided I don't want to bid anymore. I can add on wing on the rear corner needs painting 300 pounds so I can adjust my bid. I can even write down what I think I want to bid but be aware that if you do write down what you're going to bid quite a lot of people will try and look over your shoulder if there's writing on your notes and you know they know exactly what you're going to bid and they might think oh I've only got 50 quid to bid over that. The least information you can give out to your competitors the better probably so make sure you've got it rolled up if you're going to do that. If you don't do your research there's just too many cars to look at in one bulk sitting. You turn up, you see a car, it looks great, you're really interested. But if you sat down and done your research, you might have realized that the mileage is too high for you. It's actually older than you thought it was. It's got a category against it that you didn't realize. And you could just write it off. Whereas in fact, you might spend five minutes in that morning looking around it, getting really excited about it to then find out that it's not for you. You need to be planning in advance before you turn up if you are looking to have some success at the auctions. And don't forget when it comes to doing your research before you go to auction, 
Our sponsor, Vehicle Score, is there to help you input the registration for that car. It's going to give you a score. It's going to do some of the legwork for you so you can get through some cars quicker, give you an idea of the score. For an example, a T-Reg Golf that we've taken into stock recently as a part exchange scores 225, not great. It's going to tell us about its mileage history, which is huge. It's around 220,000 miles. But looking at the graph, we can at least see that it's gone consistently up or stayed the same. It's not dipped down, so there's no problems there with the mileage being clocked, things like that. We can look back through our MOT history, which is going to tell us when it's failed and all the failures that it had. It's going to tell you problems to look out for. So DPF filter, turbocharger failures, electrical gremlins, timing chain tensioner issues. So again, if you're looking at that car at auction, you could see whether it revs up well or not, telling you whether the DPF might be blocked, whether it's spluttering, seems low on power. Uh, when the car fires up, you could try and listen to see whether it's rattling or not. Of course, we can look at the tax status and the MOT status. So this car's actually still got 299 days left, but you might be looking at a car at the auction, turns out it's got zero MOT left, and you know you haven't got time to organize that, so you can easily rule it out. And if you're buying a more expensive car and you want a bit of peace of mind to know whether it might have a bit of a hidden history, perhaps it's been an unrecorded write-off, it's been at a salvage auction before, then you could do the insured ultimate report for just £7.99 when you use my code SHIFTINGMETAL20. Get 20% off. It's the cheapest way to do it. It would give you ultimate peace of mind if you've got just that one car you're looking at buying. And even better, if someone else has done a vehicle score on that car before and they've done a full check and they've paid for it, if that check's more than 20 days old, you can see the whole report on there. So you might be able to see straight off the bat that it has been uh, previously categorized or it's previously been through a salvage auction as an unrecorded damage it would give you you know an easy answer whether you want to rule that car out or not so it's really handy to have saved on your phone you check out cars while you're at auction just really handy to have there to help you out So auction mistake number two would be not paying attention. It's kind of the same as the first, but when it comes to things going through the auction hall, again, stick to your list. Don't get kind of tempted by other things that come through. I've done this myself a hundred times when I used to be buying real cheap cars. Something would come through that I would have normally ruled out because I thought it'd be too expensive for me. We might only be talking about 1,500 quid, 2,000 pounds. But when I started out, that would have been too much for me. I was looking for cars 500 pounds and under that I could do a little bit of work on, turn around and sell. In fact, the first car I ever bought at auction, I think I paid 300 pounds for plus fees. It was about 460 quid and did some tarting up, did some paint, probably owed me 500 quid and sold it for a thousand pounds. So that is the sort of cars I was looking for. And in rolls this lovely black Volkswagen Polo. And I thought that's not for me. And the bid was stuck around about 300 pounds. And I 300 pounds, can I get 300 pounds? I think, bloody hell. And I looked around it, looked down the driver's side, everything is good. Put my hand up, 350, someone else bids 400. And I put my hand up again, 450. I'm in as I'm walking around to the other side. I look down the left-hand side of the car, which is up against the auctioneer's rostrum, not the side you're normally looking at. And I see that it is absolutely caved in. It looks like a HGV lorry has come along and taken that whole side of the car. And my heart dropped because I couldn't afford to make mistakes like that at the time. And the next thing I hear is 500 pounds, someone else's bid. I looked up at the auction here, probably with like tears in my eyes, and he literally looked down at me and said, he's saved you there, hasn't he? And he had, someone else had bid on it, probably in the exactly same situation as I was. They just thought, God, that looks cheap, and put a bid in without realizing that half the car was missing, and it just, it was scrap, really. It, there'd have been so much paintwork involved in that that you would never turn a profit. So I got very lucky in that instance, but 
I think I've probably made similar mistakes and actually won them. So you need to be paying attention to the cars that you're bidding on and you need to be doing your research. Auction mistake number three, which is getting carried away. It's so easy to do when you're in the physical auctions, you're hyped up, everyone's bidding, you've seen a car you wanna buy, it starts off slow, it starts getting faster. It's really exciting to be there. It's probably my favorite part of the job, bidding on cars, it's really fun, but it's easy to get carried away. Someone might see that you're bidding, they see how interested you are, they wanna bid you up, and the bids keep going. They get to as far as you wanna go, really, but you just think, oh, another 50 quid isn't gonna make much difference, another 50 quid isn't gonna make much difference, 100 pounds, 200 pounds, or if I just get it under that thousand, and before you know it, you've bought the car, you get a bit of a buzz, and then you realize you start adding it up. You go and get your invoice at the end to pay for it, and there isn't any profit left in that car. And I promise you that buzz doesn't last very long, and it isn't worth the money. So again, stick to your list. You need to be setting yourself a budget for those cars, which is why I like to have that physical sales slip, I'll go around, look at the cars, and I'll think, right, okay. I might even look at what the retail is with AutoTrader, for example. If you haven't got an AutoTrader account, you can just go on to AutoTrader. This is what I used to do back in the day. Fire up the AutoTrader app on your phone, put in all the relevant details for the car you're looking at. Say it's a BMW 3 Series M Sport 32i, put all those information in. If it says it's on 100,000 miles, put in between 90,000 miles and 110,000 miles, the year that it is, and you're gonna get a pretty good idea of what those cars are at least advertised for and what you might sell it for. You know, you can compare yours against others, figure out what you're gonna spend, and then work your way back. I think that's probably the safest way to do it if you're starting out, you're not sure, you look, look, everyone else's are around about four and a half grand, and actually, I think mine's a bit nicer, the one I wanna be bidding on. So I could get four and a half grand for it, so realistically, I wanna be spending three grand on it. Maybe you wanna work for a smaller margin, you wanna spend three and a half grand on it, Therefore, you want to bid three because your auction fees and your preparation and everything might cost you £500. So you need to be taking all that into account, doing the calculations beforehand rather than after. If you're working it out after, you've really lost it. The same goes with anything else. Whenever you are buying and selling something, the profit is made when you buy it, not when you sell it. It sounds back to front, I know. You're actually taking the profit when you sell the item, but if you buy something for the wrong price, whether that's a car, a house, or a Game Boy, you can't magic up a profit afterwards. You can't make that more profitable. So it really comes down to when you purchase it is when you make your profit. So it's really important you stick to your budget when you are bidding at auctions. And if you are going to the auctions with your friends, that's great, it can be a really fun experience, but you need to plan out in advance who is gonna be bidding because you don't wanna both be bidding. And again, of course, I've done it myself. I've gone with friends, old business partners, that you both go in, you're both like, I'm gonna go off and look at these cars, you have a look at yours. What seemed to work quite well for us at one point was there'd be two of us bidding. One of us would have a set list, me, because I was the organized one. I would have a set list of things we wanted to look at. We'd look at those. He would just keep an eye on what I might have missed, other things that would be coming through that he perhaps had a different view on and would bid on. I'd be stood on one side of the hall, he'd be stood on the other. I could literally look down the left-hand side of the car, he'd look down the other. I'd give him a little nod or a wink and tell him that it would be okay and he would bid. But what is easy to do is if you're there with friends and you're excited and you know which cars you're interested in, the car comes in, you give it a quick look around, you're bidding away and it's going for more than you want, but it just keeps bidding, just going up 50-50, someone else really wants this car, you get maybe 500 quid over your budget, but you're desperate to have this car, you have a look around and try and figure out who's bidding, and it's your mate. 
he's bidding on the other side. You both want the car, but you've been bidding against yourselves. So you really need to have a plan set so that you're not doing that. I mean, when I was doing that, making those kind of silly mistakes, it didn't really matter because we were spending under about 300 quid and when we won it, there was still profit in it. But if you're looking at buying expensive cars, then yeah, you don't want to be doing that with a mate who's as excited as you are and is also bidding. You need to have a plan. Auction mistake number four would be for having no plan whatsoever for transporting that car. No logistics plans whatsoever. Perhaps you end up buying too many cars for you to drive back. Perhaps you turned up just wanting to have a look and you ended up bidding and you don't really know how you're gonna get it home. Luckily, most times you don't have to take it on the day. You get a couple of days grace, but perhaps you've traveled to go to that auction. You don't know how you're gonna get it back. Nine times out of 10, they have got transport services, but they can be quite expensive and they usually take quite a while. Say you go to BCA, for example, and of course you can't really go in person anymore they will be bringing those back this year i think but let's say at the moment you buy it online and you've got to get a quote to get it delivered you haven't really got much choice in that whatever the price is say it's 200 pounds plus vat and you don't really get to choose when it turns up it might be anytime within a week to two weeks and they're not going to give you a heads up really it's just going to turn up so if you are going to bid with the intent to buy and you want to take it away that day then you need to make sure You've got someone else with you who can drive and is going to be insured. You need to have your trade insurance, you need to have your trade plates. And if you haven't got those, and you need to make sure that car's definitely got an up-to-date V5 so that you can tax it and insure it and do all that sort of stuff that you need to. And if you're not going to do it that way, then you need to have some kind of transport service in place, which is where I'm going to start talking to you about Barometer's transport. So if you're considering going to the auctions or you've already been, you've got a car that you've bought, the sooner you get in touch with us using barometers.co.uk forward slash transport, or give us a call on 01278 327 732. Use option three for transport, which will put you straight through to Josh. He can give you a quote and make it as cheap for you as possible. If you've got a couple of cars, it gets even cheaper. It's about 50% off on your second car. What we will always try and do is work your job in with one of our own or another customers so we can try and make it cheaper for you if you can. If, even if you're not imminently looking at using a transport service, check us out. Try us for a quote and find out whether we might work for you or not. Give us your feedback and me and the guys would really appreciate it because we're really trying to get the transport side of things kicking off in 2024. We can try and make it as quick as possible. We'll do it to a deadline that works for you and we can give you a really good appraisal of that car before you even get it. And if you really need a few good pictures of it sent via an iPhone, we can send those to you so you can get it listed quicker rather than using the auction listing pictures. So do give us a try, I'd really appreciate it. And auction mistake number five, this is the one that I'm probably most guilty of myself, would be bidding with your heart and not your head. It's really easy to see a car that looks really good. It looks really good value. It's interesting, but it doesn't really fit your stock profile. Or you look at it and you think, it's got a few problems and needs a bit of paintwork, but I think those cars are really cool. I've, I really like them personally. I always wanted one of those when I was younger. That's fine to do, and it's really fun, and it's probably one of the best parts of the job for me. It's so tempting to buy those, and it's exciting and fun, but you don't want to end up like I have with a farm full of them. It's easy to do. It's easy to get carried away. If you're looking at doing this from a serious business point of view, then you need to be keeping your heart under control and bidding with your head. Make sure that you are buying stuff that is good sense of your business, because take it from me, all those cars that you buy with your heart, nine times out of 10, 
they're perhaps not as popular as you're hoping they would be. There's not someone else who's willing to spend as much as you did on it because you were the one that was kind of emotionally invested in it. They're more likely to give you problems. And if you end up buying them, having some fun, you need to sell it at a loss, it's probably going to sap the profits out of those cars that do make you good money. So don't write it off completely because I think, as I say, that makes the job that much more fun for me. So maybe set yourself a limit, one every six months, or don't buy another one until you've sold the last one. And then perhaps if you end up doing that a few too many times, you'll soon realize that, do you know what, actually, the fun of buying a car that I really like and I'd be interested in, like an Alpha from auction or something, you'll soon realize you think, do you know what, actually, when, when the net result isn't that fun, because it cost me money, it cost me headaches, it's problems, I've got to get the mechanics sorted, I've got to try and get it through an MOT and it doesn't pan out. So again, I guess this falls in with the don't get carried away. And as I've probably said in other auction videos, don't buy cars that you like. It sounds stupid, it sounds kind of against what you would think, but unless the cars that you really like are sensible cars that you know will sell well and are unlikely to give you problems, then buying a forecourt full of hot hatches and old sports cars and things like that, unless you have a great plan for it, and you know you've got a huge demand for it and you can deal with all the warranty issues, you wanna stick with the sensible stuff, at least when you're starting out until you find yourself a plan for getting into that more interesting stuff. I always like to have some hot hatches, some sports cars and stuff on the forecourt, but if that's all I had, I don't think I'd have a very viable business. So just make sure you're not getting too carried away and not just making it a kind of very expensive hobby. If you want to do this long term, you need to be buying the sensible stock and making sure you've actually got a viable business. So that is by no means an exhaustive list of mistakes you can make at auctions, but I think they're the top five that I make or have made. And I thought I would share with you. They're good ones to try and avoid because they're pretty common ones that I think a lot of people make, especially getting carried away and not doing your research. Just make sure you plan it out because you can spend a lot of money very quickly that could turn into absolutely worthless cars if you're not careful. If you found it useful or interesting, please do make sure you give it a thumbs up. Drop me a comment down below. Let me know some of the mistakes you've made at auction before or the mistakes that I've missed out. I'm sure I've missed some. These were just the top five that came to my mind. Plan to do a video in the future on how I got into car sales, some of the first auctions that I went to, the first car that I ever bought at auction. I've got pictures, things like that. So that's a video to look forward to. So make sure you subscribe. There's tons of videos on the channel where I've been to auction, bought cars, and don't panic. I know you guys enjoy them. There's gonna be plenty more of that in 2024. Thank you so much for all the support. At this point, we're at 41,000 subscribers. Absolutely blows my mind. I am very flattered. So thank you for all the support. Thank you for watching. I'll see you in the next video.